Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Have you been hurt in an automobile accident? Have you or your family been attacked by your neighbor's tiger? Did you develop genital herpes from having sex with one of your co-workers? Then call the law firm of Charmin, Forrest, Dunlop, Brennan, and Wong. We'll make sure you get the compensation you deserve. After I fell into the hippo enclosure at the Bronx Zoo, Charmin, Forrest, Dunlop, Brennan, and Wong got me $80 million. After finding the razor blade in my box of Cocoa Puffs, Charmin, Forrest, Dunlop, Brennan, and Wong got me $640 million. So call Sherman, Forrest, Dunlop, Brennan, and Wong, and we'll fight for you. Call 355-355-355-355. Can you imagine if we were lawyers? Worst ever. Worst ever lawyers, yeah. Or the, or the best ever. Yeah, I think you can hide yourselves, boys. I think we can bullshit enough to get some results. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you talking getting the... somebody off or putting somebody in prison? We're all about getting people off. <laughs> <laughs> See? That, that says a lot about your personality. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, JC. And welcome to Footy Prime, the podcast. It's Wednesday... Um, what's the name for this one? The original. It's just the original, right? Yeah. Free Prime the podcast? Original. Yeah, you know how they have like original cereals? That's what we're based on. Instead mm-hmm. of no flavors, just the hard truth. Bought some Cheerios this week and they're little heart shaped Cheerios, Whoa. not the round ones. Kind of Is that threw me off their- my breakfast game. Because they're part of the you know Heart Disease Foundation, they've always been a, a leading fighter of heart disease, right? Is that why? So we're eating hearts, yeah. I, I kind of is that weird. what it is? I think so. I always eating notice hearts. that the the original cereals are always the ones that are sitting on the shelf. <laughs> yeah, the Did ones they, with the, uh, have a vitamins. mold for every Cheerio. Was the what? Do they have a mold for every Cheerio? I'm assuming. Yeah, I'm assuming that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, huge factories, a long time. enormous huge. factories, take a lot of machinery. People. What's your favorite cereal growing up, Craig? Uh, Shreddies. Really? Yeah. There weren't a lot of options when Craig was growing up, though, let's be honest. That's true. It was Wheaties or Shreddies. Didn't even have sugar Orange. in it. This is back in the day when niacin was in every every cereal. There was no Wheaties either until I went to England. That's when I first had Wheaties. Did you get shredded wheat over here? Which is like yeah. the giant Wheaties? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wheat, shredded wheat was, uh, they always said, if you want, 
throw warm milk over top of it. Mm-hmm. But you're literally just living with the sugar. Like it's basically wheat. It was basically from the field and you were chewing on shredded wheat. It's like wheat, but it's shredded. I got some today. Did you? Mini wheats or shredded wheat? No, the, the shredded wheat. The, the big ones. The break haystacks. The, the old big, classic. Big haystacks. Yeah. Well, you B, know what? Sorry. What was your 20 years younger? What was your cereal? My like standout favorite Captain cereal. Captain Crunch. <laughs> yeah, so I grew up with all of that shit, right? Uh, but there's a Portuguese cereal called Choco Pick, and that's the best cereal by far. And even as an adult, when I'm in the grocery store there or over in Portugal, I have to buy a box of Choco Pick. Choco Pick. So that's got to be just be like Cocoa Puffs, then basically. No, yeah, chocolate. But they're kind of they're, they're crispy. They're not so. It's not puffs. It's more like um, flakes. More like you know the the kind of like not a bow tie macaroni, but it's like a. It's like a moon-shaped corn crunchy bit. It's very crunchy cereal, super chocolatey. I'm sure it's very healthy. I used to love uh, Weedabix as my go-to, but as as I remember, just before going to school each day, I'd get the most horrendous, horrendous cramps in my gut. I'd be floored and happy for years. So so I didn't. I, had, I made no correlation between cereal or whether it's a milk. And then a few years ago now, I, I tried some more Weedabix. So I was in England. And I got horrendous like acid indigestion. So I think it had evolved from 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 the you know agonizing cramps to now acid indigestion. But no one called me out on it as a kid. And my mom didn't say, "Hey, maybe you want to you know cut down the Weetabix. Maybe it's that. Get Same. off the floor." Like, like period cramps? high brand high oh, brand. I don't know, Jimmy. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> Jimmy. How well, Jimmy, like. you're, you and Sharms are close in age. What was your uh, go-to cereal? My go-to cereal when I was younger. Yeah. Well, uh, Lucky Charms was a favorite in the house. Of course they were. They're magically yeah. delicious. No wonder you guys were always fighting. You're always high on sugar. Yeah, that's probably one of the reasons. You're absolutely yeah. right. Way to go, Mom. Um, what else? Uh, cornflakes was always always around in the, in, the, in the cupboard. And then that was it. In the weekends, it was always a fry-up with the old man. Oh, right. Now we you had guys, uh, uh, go yeah. ahead. so yeah your your turn Mona. sorry oh sorry um right. my dad was very cheap <laughs> no it's great my dad was very cheap and they had puffed rice in this giant bag and like you would put your bowl it would be ripped open and by the third day it was all stale and that's what you had to eat till it was finished so <laughs> was that's that that fluffy fluffy rice sugar yeah. puffs they're called in England. Except they have no sugar. They're no sugar. It's just a puff. I like those. So it's a posher version of Rice Krispies. Yes. No, I wouldn't say posher. I would go the other way. (laughs) But there's no snap, crackle, pop. No, it's just mush. And and the thing is, it would get so kind of with the humidity in the house, they would get all soggy really quickly without even putting milk on them. So it was fantastic. You know what the trick was? You know what the really hard part was when you put the milk on it? Because so f- they sit on top, yes. and then they go over the side. That's right. I know. I know. Yeah, it's disastrous. That's why shreddies can't go wrong. They always stay in the bottom of the bowl. Well, I like a shreddy. I like the little square shreddy. But you're talking about the big one. You're talking, uh, yeah, the old school big block. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that's shredded wheat. And you know what? Try it. Put you boiling know- water over top of it. Just drain, and then. Drain it off the water and then put some milk, sugar. What are you talking about? That is ridiculous. What a that, that got time for that? Craig Ramsey? <laughs> He's put hey, gourmet, milk over gourmet it. cereal, is that what you're trying to do? <laughs> Craig Ramsey. Sprinkle a little bit of cinnamon cinnamon off there. <laughs> yeah. Like we, we often joke 
We often joke about you being the whitest guy on this show, Craig. You've proved it there with a cop. Oh, Weedabix, yep. The, the shredded wheat. I just, just bought some today in 2022. Uh, <laughs> I must you know, admit, the, I'm rather prone to the uh, the evening bowl of cereal. Mm, sure guys. Big that's, fan of it. That's a media thing. You think that's a media thing? Oh, yeah. Sometimes past 10. It could be a media thing, but no, yeah, past 10, wife goes to bed, you know? No, no she's ten years old. I'm not asking, do you have it? After ten o'clock, I'm asking, oh. what are you ten years old oh. having cereal at in the late afternoon? No, 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 you, you don't make a sandwich sometimes. Yeah, mix it up, Jimmy. Mix it up. Bowl oh. of cereal. So you just sit Mine, there eating a bowl of cereal. Any time of day. <laughs> yes. Any time of day. Cereal. What's going? Wonger. Who are these people? No, I, I have to say, Jimmy, I'm not on your side. I'll eat cereal anytime. <laughs> Seriously. Do you yeah. know most Southern yeah. Europeans don't consume breakfast the way we do? Like it's just a coffee, maybe a pastry, maybe nothing. That's a piece what of I bread. Had. I wonder. Yeah. Well, I also wonder if it's because they're like, God, if we don't build this culture, guys are going to open football shows with 10 minutes of cereal and breakfast talk <laughs> instead of talking about action in the Champions League that was out of this world. Well, yeah, it's about yeah. breaking the out fast. of this world. We're breaking the fast, so we're breaking the fast on, on football talk. If you hadn't spoken about football, fella, just give it time. Good things come. It's on its way. Don't worry. But I thought I think the weekend. listeners I think the listeners want to hear this stuff. Yeah, and we went through Lent. We just gave up footy talk for yeah. a few days there. Yeah. About 40 days. How very cultural of you that, yes, uh, as we host this uh, iftar, as uh, Muslims break their fast and during Ramadan, that now we've just done the same thing on the show. That's great. That's very good. But I think actually the Orthodox Ramadan starts uh, on the weekend, doesn't it? I believe. And there's another one. Mm-hmm. Even more hardcore. Anyway, let's, let's not get into that. that. Did you see that football match where they stopped it? When it went dark and they, they yeah. let the player in Germany, yeah. juice up. That was brilliant. That, mm-hmm. I, I agree. I thought that was a nice gesture. I like that. Amazing. That was very They gave good. the referee a little high five, a little low five. Thanks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So on Friday's yeah. games, Good Friday, will they do something during the matches then as well to, to accommodate the Christian faithful? Don't know what exactly. Don't, don't be a know. dick. Throw a Don't fish at <laughs> Throw an old Let's get fish. into a religion talk. We're not comparing. We? We're not comparing anything here. We're just saying it's a nice gesture. Okay. Let's agree they're all nonsense. <laughs> Fucking right. you white <laughs> Saxon <laughs> motherfucker. They're all nonsense. We got Ricky Gervais over there. Yeah. All right. Listen. All right. If you want to talk about football, we can talk about football. Okay. City, Atletico Madrid. Um, Atletico really just are just vile creatures masquerading as footballers, aren't they? Really? <laughs> Jesus. It starts at the top. The manager. It does. You know what? Felipe got cimarronied like he did to Beckham at the World Cup. Mm. Yeah. Because he wasn't that bad, was it? No. No. Foden, I know. Foden, he totally sold it. It's like, all right, the English are in on this too now. There's no no denying it. That's an overreaction of overreactions. We would well, have caned anybody else for doing it. I was watching the BT um, feed of the game, right? You guys are watching the DAZN feed. So the BT feed is the home broadcast, and it was so blatantly pro-City. It was a great broadcast. I quite enjoyed it, but mm. so pro-City. And that particular incident, you would have thought that Phil Foden had his legs sheared off by Felipe. So I'm watching the replays thinking, I'm trying to well, – where? Where, where is this terrible lash out? What is going I could not see it. So I'm glad you said that because I, I'm with you. It wasn't that bad. He had a right to be upset. Yeah. Mind you, Stefan Savage should have been sent off four times. So it kind of all evens out in the end. I oh, thought man. he would have been sent off for the way he flew over there to shove Foden. Yeah. And 
Zinchenko, big, big bad Zinchenko having to come to the defense of Phil Foden there. You love the dark arts though, eh, Charms? You've big always fan. been. You've always no, been I, a I, I, I Professor Snape of podcast. Well, let's ask you. I mean, Atletico Madrid have this reputation of being this this great blue collar team, you know, with this this warrior as a manager, and they'll play the hard way and they'll get grind out. They're a bunch of pricks. Can you just admit that <laughs> they're a bunch of pricks? Hey, it always has been. You, you live by the, the sword, you die by the sword. Yeah. You want to play that way? Foden played it. That's the way you, you do that internationally. For you do it for England, you're going to get the same result too, and that's what they've never done before. Canada's never done that before. Oh, we said if you can't if you can't beat them, join them. You got to know the referee. You got to know what you're dealing with. I think City were lucky there, though. Like Foden walked a very you know tight line there. I think he was he was lucky not to be sent off himself. In fact, oh, the, no kidding, absolutely. I, those the last few moments, especially in stoppage time, I'm surprised that. Um, Pep didn't look to sub him off. Yeah, didn't he look a dickhead with that thing around his head? <laughs> less, less of a condom though when they paint it blue and they wrapped it blue at halftime. <laughs> yeah, it, it kept slipping up. It was pulling his eyebrows even higher. Mind you, it was better in his hair. Wonger and said, I, "I could say that because I got great hair." Oh, you used to, no, you used to have great hair. Yeah, I put that just for men on all three strands. You have less gray hair now, so that's good. Yeah, well, what's Took left sharp. of it? Yeah. So Gucci Thanks, Grealish, um, he got his hair pulled by Savage. Savage there. Mm-hmm. And then Again. The kickoff in the tunnel, the kickoff in the tunnel um, looked pretty pretty vile. I wonder what was what was said, because you could see that Grealish said something, and then Savage just snapped. Well, let's ask well, you guys. Let me ask you. Okay, Jimmy, has yep. there been something said to you in a football field that just – set you off or was it something that could have been said to you that would set you off? You're um, a pretty edgy kind of player. Pull on your wrong. mullet. Pull on your mullet would have pissed you off. Yeah, oh well, yeah, you pull my hair, I'm gonna lose my mind, but And it happened in the first game too, guys, didn't it? I think I think for me when I was when I was playing, because I, I would like to talk and I chirped a bit. Um and I'd be <laughs> trying to get under other people's skin. And there were some and it's funny because sometimes guys have a go at you and you end up laughing because you actually that's a, that's not bad by the way. That's a good one. Remember you, when uh, you've got to be able to take it. If you take it too serious, that's when you start doing stupid things and then that's when they know that they got you under the right? They're they're under your skin and and they'll wind you up and then they'll try to get you sent off, but you know, if you if you're going to chirp, you got to be able to take it and and give it just as just as good, but like I always said, you you've got to play with controlled emotions and it's part of the game. You know, guys are trying to wind each other up, egg each other on, and um, and you're just waiting for someone to do something stupid so that you can get an advantage. Remember when Jeff Onger uh, poked Tony Miola in the belly and called him the Pillsbury Doughboy? <laughs> <laughs> Some of the banter is awesome, man. <laughs> I imagine so it would good. be. Was so to answer thing- Jimmy for you, James, uh, hmm. maybe? <laughs> You didn't answer the question. Oh. No, I never I never end up getting wound up no. over something. You know, no, I get mad and sometimes and then be like, okay, wait wait till the next 50-50. I'm going to give you one because you're an idiot. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I would never do something stupid that's going to, you know, jeopardize a team and get myself sent off. Well, Jimmy was never a diver either. You were never a diver either. I was never a diver. And and I think one of the reasons, Craig, was, you know, I ended up – Growing up playing football in Woodbridge, right? 
And I, mm. I was good at the little little dive once in a while and little tumble, right? Because you, they teach you, right? It's Italian football, they're clever, they're smart, they know how to, you know, <laughs> get free kicks in and around the box. And then when I went over to England, I'll never forget the first time I kind of dragged my leg and tried to have a little dive. My own teammates were coming up yelling at me, telling me to never, ever do that again. I was like, what? I said, just want a free kick. And they were like, no. That's not how we play here. I was like, oh, okay. And I never, never dove again because he gave me shit for having a little, little dive. And I didn't understand because I was like, I just got a free kick around the box here. We got a guy that can take a free kick. No, don't do it again. And then Times the manager change. gave me shit as well. Times change. English football yeah. is, is just as prevalent like, now. You guys in know, you could, in, in, England, in England back then, nobody dove. And if you mm-hmm. did, oh, fuck, the whole place would go mental. Because it felt, you know, you, you were you were hurting the integrity of the game and you know the respect for the other players, and they despise diving. Oh. They take it so personal, right? And that's why yeah, if you do. listen to the reaction, as Sharms mentioned from the BT broadcast, and it was the same on Talksport because you have a full post game show, Sharms. I'm sure to entertain you there, and we don't in this country. So I always find something accessible, and Talksport's usually it. And they were losing it about Diego Simeone, how bad he is for the game, how horrible uh, it is. The players should be embarrassed. Don't they know children are watching? I thought, <laughs> I don't think the Atleti players are thinking the about children. that at all. Think of the children. Those yeah. <laughs> lot got to be embarrassed by themselves. Embarrassed, I tell you. Yeah. Who is actually saying that? I bet you they've got some dirt. <laughs> yeah. Because English players never misbehave, you know, on or off the field, do they? No, of course not. They're as bad as anyone nowadays. So, you know, okay, maybe not quite as bad, but there's still a, a large contingent. The new generation, certainly, they, they flop and dive just like anyone else does. Simple as that. Watching Foden play the dark arts the way that he did there, Wonger famously said on the last show he hates Gucci Grealish. He wants to punch him in the face. What do we think of Phil Foden? Oh, like, is he as unlikable? Yeah. Oh, no, we discussed this before. His face is very uh, punchable. I, I said I'd want to, I, I think I wanted to punch him in the face and that with that head bandage. I want to punch him in the head too. Face just and to hit him more. The really? way he played in that game, <laughs> particularly in the last twenty minutes, uh, made him very unlikable to me. I like him as a player, but I, I'm growing to not so much like him, not like Foden the person as much. So you, you don't like Foden? Why? Because he's associated with Grealish and their their buds? No, no. I think well, I mean, like for like, they're very similar players and people it's his seems. face it's purely based on his face it isn't was his it? face yeah but you can't you face. can't judge a person's personality by anything they do on a football field fair well there's se- several things if we wanted to go through the what they're in the newspapers <laughs> for to judge them off the field there's lots of things there i'm not doing that but just that i i think that there are some players you know <laughs> he's right craig <laughs> he's right <laughs> he, 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 he is he is right. B, B is totally right. You know Dickio what he was like on the field. But to he's, Jimmy's he's exactly but to Jimmy's to Jimmy's point, right, about when playing with the team who didn't tolerate him winning the dive like that, because they recognize Jimmy's too good for that as a player. You don't need to sink to that level. And I think that Phil Foden is an exceptional footballer. So to see him cater to those, you know, his opponent there and lower himself with those antics. That's what I don't like. Hang it's, on, hang on a second. Ugly. Hang on a second here. here so let, me ask, let, me, let me get this straight. So you, you, are, you dislike Foden because he dives a little bit. He embellishes a bit of arrogance out there in the field. You know, so who's your, who's your favorite player again? Who's your, your idol? Who's that? Remind me. I forget. Luis Figo is my idol. Yeah. <laughs> who's the, your one of the classiest idol? men in all of football. 
I, there's a different way that Ronaldo does it. And if you've no, seen... No, there isn't. Yes, there is. He well, certainly I, evolved I think you just it. opened up the can of worms with that Not comment, that ever, eh? There's a different way. <laughs> different way of cheating. I don't think Foden does that in the Premier League. I think he I think he does that in Spain in the Champions League against Atletico, against Simeone. Thank you very much. Whereas yeah. Ronaldo does it against everyone. Well, Ronaldo doesn't do that anymore. And he's not done sure that since he, he went to Real Madrid. No, he he's not. He, he did is. it. He did it at the beginning. You're right. And they kicked it. You know, they they kicked his shins out. Everyone took it out on him. And he evolved his game, not just positionally, but his antics as well, to not be kicked at all the time and to not be such a twat on the pitch. He used to be for sure. Now for he just sure. goes around smashing kids in the face on the way out. It was the arm, and the, it was an outstretched <laughs> arm from a twat child that was in the front row and too the close. Twat child in the front row. <laughs> Hold on a minute. Oh, oh, he's defending Ronaldo's slap of the phone. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're all for the suing, aren't you? You're against it last show. Beautiful and rich people are always being sued, and someone's always coming after them. Yeah, yeah no, I think with Foden though, you know, when you can, okay, look at for example a player like Mo Salah, he's smiling, he's enjoying himself, right? I never think that that, that Foden's enjoying himself because of his face. He's just so like he looks angry all the time. Like it's, he's no, it's done not by. angry. It's whiny. Yeah, it's whiny. It's, okay. it's a yeah. Gen Z thing. It's not because he's like, English. It's not because of where it's he's like, from. Don't yeah, it's, it's a whiny his, his, face. It's just his age demographic. It's just being Gen Z. <laughs> I think you guys are being awfully hard on the on the. Trip. I really do too. I don't. I don't get it. Wonger's got, Wonger, Wonger's got a punchable face. Yeah, of course I do. If if somebody just saw just all five of us, they would him. love to punch the shit out of us. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Pep Guardiola, according to Wonger. <laughs> Pep. We should ask the audience who has got the most punchable face out of the five of That's us. That's a good one. That's a good one. I think uh, Jimmy and I are going to lead the table there. I think people will jump on us. Really? I thought I'd take that. Yeah, oh, I, I punch, tall, I punch, hard I punch myself face. in the face all the time. <laughs> now, since you've taken the suit and tie off and you've stopped towing the company line, you've become much more likable to the public, Craig, I think. Well, you know, I think the hosts help. The hosts help? Well, sure. Yeah. I think the other thing, too, B, is uh, it's not just more likable, more approachable. He's no longer this, you know, Sportsnet icon. He's some guy <laughs> with a Puma yeah. sweatsuit that smells icon. like. Didn't even send out an email. <laughs> no, I think I think the tears, the tears made him that crossed the line to the most likable man in show business. Oh, the yeah. tears post Canada. It's like suddenly everyone's like, give Craig a hug. Yeah, the barriers have been smashed down now. Yeah, it was very emotional. <laughs> Those emotional contrived tears, you know, that you made up just to get the fans on your side, Craig. You know, yeah. I saw through it. I saw yeah. through them. Yeah. Yeah. When I come out and tell everybody I'm a freaking psychopath, <laughs> fucking <laughs> brains like spaghetti, they'll be like, oh, okay. Yeah. No, fucking now American psycho, Canadian psycho. <laughs> yeah, now I get it. I mean, there might be people questioning your eating habits and your dinner since we've been doing the podcast. That you've, you may have been able to hide when we were just in the tent once a week, but now that it's four shows a week from home. Oh, I think, we've, I think we all bear our souls pretty good on this podcast, more than we've ever done before, let's be yeah. honest. I mean, Are you saying there's a problem with shredded wheat and pot noodles? <laughs> <laughs> it's, the, it's the spam. It's the, 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 the nightly spam. It's the chili stag 
it's the stag chili that is in the microwave over and over again. <laughs> when I come home after killing, I often get a bowl of cereal. Could be two in the morning. There we it's go. It's a good way of cleansing cereal. after the terrible <laughs> deeds of the evening. <sighs> All right, VRL by Munich. How about that one, boys? Ooh. Ooh. Oh, boy. <laughs> We all, you know, I fully admit that I thought, well, nice for Villarreal. Did did well in the first leg, going back to the Alliance. It's going to be ugly. Wasn't ugly at all. Unai Emery now has won his last twenty-two two-leg matches in European football with Sevilla, Arsenal, and now Villarreal. Twenty-two. Something about this guy, huh? Unreal. It is, and you know, it's it's interesting because he's he's. Done so well. He's won four Europa Leagues, three with Sevilla, one with Villarreal, their first European title. A town of 50,000, which is less than the Allianz Arena, I believe. You know, their stadium holds half the population of the town. It's it's incredible. I think they only got into the league. I think their debut was something like 1998. We just sort of got used to them being around and being competitive and being Europe. But yeah. it's amazing, you know, like you know, for for a town like that, I think they yeah they beat Ipswich's record for the size actually winning a European uh, trophy. But uh, yeah. man, is he is he suited for that? You know, because Sofia in some ways is is like that. You know, and they're not they're not quite like Villarreal's size or bigger, but you know, they're not always the favorite. So then he gets the move. He goes to PSG. They get knocked out in the round of sixteen. Two years. Goes to Arsenal. Nothing really happens there. So he's had those bigger. And then he goes back and he and he does this. You know, is he suited for that type of team? Son's super superstars, just a few stars. It's different, more work ethic, trainable, coachable players. Is it, is yeah. That- I mean, I, I watched this really interesting thing with him uh, when they beat Liverpool 3-1 um, to one on the road. And the tactics that they used and how he wanted to just match up with Liverpool and, you know, got a bit fortunate, but went 1-0 down and then ended up winning 3-1. But just the way he said that they didn't actually change the tactics in the second half. He just changed the mindset that just, we needed to use our technical ability then at that point to take players on as opposed to just keeping possession. Same Same tactical setup. But it was just, yeah, it was interesting to listen to him, how he goes about it and how he changes the game. We've grown to think about that club as a, as a big club, even though they're quite small in the grand scheme of things in Spain. But yeah. also he's the he's come at a time, I think, where he's taken them to the next level because he's kind of at the next level. So as much as you say, maybe he's just better suited for that. You look at who they've had before. They've had big name guys before. Manuel Pellegrini was there. Ernesto Valverde was there, but their big, bigger jobs came after that. And his Mm -hmm. success has come here as they've maintained that group. Like he fought really hard to keep those players this summer. Dan Juma being one, uh, Gerardo Moreno, like they, they, this is the best team that Villarreal has ever been able to put on paper. And they've been rewarded with beating Manchester United in a Europa League final to win a European trophy. And then now Mm -hmm. to, to go and kill two giants in the same Champions League cycle to reach the, the semifinals. It doesn't matter what they do in the semis against Liverpool. It doesn't matter. They can lose 8-0 over two legs. And they've like cemented themselves as a big five, big six that you know they'll have a, a five, six-year run of that, I think, as long as they don't screw it up financially. Do you think he'll be mm-hmm. tempted, though? Will a big club be tempted more more by him again and give For him sure. another chance? 
For sure they For will. Sure. Well, absolutely, 100%. And you got, you got to think, you're right, when we say Villarreal, you know, a smaller club, but over the years, they've had some terrific players, some very good players, and they've spent money. Mm-hmm. You've got to keep in mind as well, in 2000, 2008, they spent $10 million for Altidori. And back then, $10 million is what? Today. Hell of a lot of money. Yeah. And over the years, yeah, they, they're always thereabouts. They play decent football. And they've had some big names throughout the years. So well, remember, remember Juan, Juan Requalmi, right? Remember yeah. Requalmi? Yeah. What a poor oh, Incredible. Forlan, Canny, Fernandez, Pires, Santi Cazorla. Yeah. yeah. Juan Roman Requalmi was such an exceptional player. Uh, but Charms, when you hear him, do you not think of the first time we had Ray Hudson on Hardcore Sports Radio back in the day? <laughs> uh, refresh my memory. It's a long time ago. <laughs> it was during the Olympics, and uh, I don't know if you know this, but Charm's big fan of Olympic soccer, loves it, <laughs> loves the men's loves the men's tournament at the Olympics, yeah, huge. And I was very excited because the U.S. had a really good team at this time. Altador was on the team, Moadu, Freddie Adu, uh, and I was just excited to see a new crop of players. And because crop you have three, crap. sorry, what was that? Three overage crop, players, oh, right? Per per team, Juan Riquelme was playing for Argentina, so they were worth watching. I, I don't think Messi was there at that time. This was in Beijing. Anyway, we had um, Ray Hudson on for the first time, who I'd been trying to get on the show forever. And I knew that he'd been watching the Olympics. He'd tweeted about it or something. And I said, these guys don't like the Olympics. And he cuts me off and he goes, oh, man. He's like, I'm literally masturbating myself watching Juan Roman Raquel me play. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> masturbating myself. <laughs> I know we're on the radio, too. It was live. <laughs> Had this vision of this uh, aging Geordie master. No, I didn't. But anyway. Yeah. It it's interesting, the Olympics and the men's game, how it's looked upon around the world. Because, you know, for instance, everybody for years and years were, Messi has not won an international tournament. He has not until last summer. He, won his, he finally broke it. He finally won an international tournament. But he won a gold medal. But it's, <laughs> they're like, no. Like we said, he has not won an international tournament. Like, if they don't hold that and any regard i mean it's under 23 as well. that's the reason right that's the reason and yeah. sadly the women's game in some ways is masked because of that even though it's not under 23s it's full internationals you know mm. the, the average idiot football fan doesn't quite understand the, the, the international scene still look down upon that compared to the world cup and i think most players do to a certain point as well the world cup is bigger than the olympics mm. for women but it's still a lot closer than, than the men's you're right, and I think that there was what there was four point four million watched the Canadian women's team win gold. I mean that's an incredible number, the highest uh, for the Olympics, I believe. And if they're in the World Cup final, I believe that is a smaller number. Well, wow. mm. I do. I, I think I, I don't think even when you look at the Canadian men's team, they're going play against Jamaica, and okay, it's over a million, but. Is that it? Like, really? Like, this is the biggest freaking show on earth. Mm-hmm. A million six. I mean, I guess it's Canadian sporting numbers just aren't the same as, as a lot of countries, though, are they? Just small population for starters. I mean, if you compare it to hockey, Leafs, Habs, and on that side, they pulled in around a million, for example, right? So right, it's not much, is it, in the grand scheme of things? No, it's exactly. Like, you no, it would be interesting to see Canada's first game in a World Cup, what they get. It would be, yeah, it would be massive. It unbelievable numbers. Well, the World Cup generally gets four or five million a game anyway. 
every game like in Canada, it draws massive numbers. It will also, also probably be on CTV, right? I would think not not just TSN, right? Whereas you know the Canada's Jamaica was on Sportsnet, which is a cable network. It's not you know available to everyone. No, was it on three sixty as well? It started on the. I think it started on there. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure. It, yeah. I think they got Jamaica on the mains, but they left Panama on three sixty, and there's been a right. few that they buried on three sixty or one. Mm. But, well, we'll see. It's going to be big numbers, regardless. You can tell you how much this I, this coming fall. Talking, of, Craig makes a really good point though about the the women's Olympic final. If they made the World Cup final, which is next summer in New Zealand and Australia, so it's going to be a poor time again, mm. either early in the morning or super late at night, probably probably early in the morning. I wonder what that number would be if it would rival it, and I wonder how much you know of the men's success or, or lack of success, but just the the attention the men get at the World Cup a few months earlier in the winter of 2022, mm-hmm. um, if how much that will boost that number too. Does, mm-hmm. does Oz have the, the final? I'm assuming they do. I'll tell you yeah, where the final will be played. Yeah. It would, and you also have to have it on CBC to compare the numbers too, because yeah, yes, TSN Sportsnet don't go to everybody like CBC. Not over the air, so to speak, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Anyway, back to the, uh, the, the Champions League while B finds out whether Women's World Cup finalists next Sydney. summer. Stadium Australia in Sydney. That'll be, man. I, I I need to go and visit my sister in Australia, and uh, that might be a good time to go and visit her. I've never been down there. Have you not? Oh, what a country! Is it? Was that dis- was that dismissive little tut there, Craig? No, I, no, no, not at all. I got <laughs> okay. I got bad. I got good memories and bad memories of Sydney. Oh, oh, that's what yeah. it was. What the, what were the bad ones? We Can lost in the penalty shootout. So if we oh, beat okay. won the penalty shootout, we would have played uh, Diego Maradona. And- Argentina. And then if we beat them, we would have gone to the World Cup for finishing second in CONCACAF. See, whenever I hear you, wah, you or Jimmy wah. talk about good and bad memories in football, I always assume it's off the field you're talking about, not always on the field. So that's why I assumed it's some terrible, sordid evening. Oh, in yeah. The, in the, 90% in the of, of the good times were off the field. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So we got through buying VRE. Okay. Hey, Real Madrid, Chelsea. What a match that was. Oh. We talk about experience being everything. How, how Real Madrid, despite being down, they kept their heads. And in the end, that, that calmness is a calmness, wasn't it? it? Even though it's chaotic, there's a calmness I felt about Real Madrid. They've been there before. They're going to find pass a way. By Modric oh, my God. Just, oh. Oh, he, every game he does something like that. I oh, swear to God. Outside of the right boot. Oh. I woke up in the middle of the night thinking about that. I, I honestly think that might You're be sick. Yeah, your wife's not the wife's out of town still, isn't she? So I'm just fantasizing about if he was Portuguese, you've been dry humping the bed. The pillow right between your legs. <laughs> honestly, that might be the best assist I've ever seen. Recency bias, sure. Yeah, but probably, but uh, it I can't amazing. name another one. That was I'll, I'll tell you something, ball. B. I've I love the game. Right? I love football. But I've never woken up in the middle of the night <laughs> thinking about a play. <laughs> Not even one you've been involved in? Not even one that's no, haunted you? No, no, no. Really? No. i tell you and what, you... If, if I am going to wake up, it's going to be because of an outside-of-the-boot pass. No, I mean, I woke up there's, to go to the washroom. Better. I woke up because of full bladder. But before getting out of the bed, the first thing I thought of was, man, that Modric pass, that really happened. Yeah. That's really uh, is, that, that, that happens to me. Yeah. Thank you. Well, you I think I'm not the pass when you wake you... up to go before you go for a pee? No, but sometimes I think about. Usually, it's it's shots that I've missed, like in my co-ed league game the night before. 
<laughs> Usually that's what it is. So it was just great that it was a good play and didn't involve me. So Craig was saying he often wakes up thinking about Dunlop going to the washroom. <laughs> that's exactly what he said. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Hey. I won't judge. Uh, but right. anyway, it was a pretty sweet pass. Look at Modric, right? Where, where do you guys rate him as far as the great midfielders that you've seen? I mean, I, I think of the Zidane's of the world, you know, the Xavi's. He's, he's creeping yeah, up there, uh, I think. He's creeping up there. I think he is. I, I actually think he's been better since he won that. Uh, he won MVP at the World Cup, didn't he? He won the Ballon d'Or. Ballon, Ballon d'Or oh, no, he won Ballon d'Or that, uh, correct, that, that yeah. year after yeah. taking them to the yeah. final. Um, I think he's been every bit as good since then. And he's, what, 30, where is he now, 36? Six. 36. He'll be 37 during the World Cup, I think. Yeah. I'm just watching that performance yesterday, and I'm, I can't help myself but think, oh, Christ. Oh, mm-hmm. shit. I forgot just how good he is at 36, and he's not going to drop off that much by next November, is he? And you imagine our, our center backs or whoever they could be. Like, Oof. I mean, no disrespect. I mean, Vittoria's just getting older if he's your guy or or, or Hutchison. Oh, yeah. It's more in the middle. I was thinking about who do you put um, on him? Zastachio. Uh, yeah, I guess so. But yeah, you, take, I mean, you kind of cancel him out of the game. I think if you do that, but it's not as if Canada's going to have much possession. I don't think in that game. Listen, Modric, we'll, we'll break down tactics near the time. <laughs> yeah, no, just, listen, just I, I don't. Modric, excited to think about. Modric is up there with one of the best ever to play the game in football. In, in overall, forget position, just overall. No, position, center midfielder, right? Because every position is different for me. Mm-hmm. So it, it's always hard to say, yeah, that, that player is the best because everybody's got to bring something to the table when it comes to football. It's 11 positions and everybody's stiff. Unless you're Ronaldo, you could play every position except for goalkeeper, I think. Okay, apart from those two. But, and Messi, obviously, you're going to talk about him. He can't no, play goal. No, That's no. the only position he can't no, play. No, he can't, he can't play center back either. No. Well, it depends. Wasn't uh, who was the uh, the Italian center back? Cannavaro. He was small. He was small. He was tiny. That's true. He wasn't four foot five. <laughs> no, but he was about four <laughs> foot seven. But when you bigger than that, also a Ballon d'Or winner, no? Mod- mm-hmm. Modric Modric is a ridiculous player. What a footballer he is! He can control a game, control a tempo. His vision's unbelievable. His passing range is just sick. I love the guy. I think he's amazing. Charms runs forever. Did you bring that up because of the tweet that I started the was day Was that what it was? Was it you? Account? Yeah. I, I, as I was saying, I thought this isn't my idea. It's not original. No, it's it, okay. It was our idea. No, no. It was okay. uh, actually, I, I just quote tweeted someone's comment that Luka Modric will sit at the same table as Zidane, Iniesta, and Xavi. Yes. The greatest 100% midfielders in football when he retires. And I asked from our account, agree or disagree, is Modric on that level? And I expected some response, but there's quite, quite a few uh, people said, yeah. And someone even said he thinks that uh, Croatia could win the World Cup this year if Modric, if Modric is at the level that I he was at. Yeah, that's, I'm not, that ain't going to happen. I don't, I don't think, think so either. No, no. I don't think I, that team is at that he, level. As unfair as it is, I think what sets him back a little bit, people don't respect him like they would Xavi, for example, or some of these players, is his, 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 he's, a, he's a wiry, small little guy, right? And the way he's built, he doesn't look like a footballer. No, he looks like a DJ. <laughs> He looks like David Guedes. He doesn't look like a footballer either. 
If you saw him, if you met him in Croatia, if you went over to visit Dasovic, whatever uh, waterfront palace that he's inherited, or you were talking about in the last show, and you rumped, bumped into Modric, you'd be like, where's the yacht, bud? Can we go to the party? Are you spinning tonight? You would not think that he was the world-class footballer partying on the yacht. See, I've always pictured him wearing a top hat in, in the streets of London in like 1743. <laughs> you know, just hustling. You know, maybe a cane. And you still get under all the doors there, too, even the short ones. Yeah, you, you would. You wouldn't need to remove his hat at all. No. You wouldn't. <laughs> what a player, though. Yeah, he's wonderful. Timo Werner looked pretty good as well. Christ, two games in a row. Werner looks dangerous once again. Chelsea were unbelievably good. so good. Chelsea got to be – they were gutted at the end of that game because they were they were so good. How many so times impressed. you go to Real Madrid and you just school them? Go up three nil, and they, you know, was it four? Did they have a goal called back that would have been four nil mm-hmm. as well? They had two called back, I think. Right? It's got it all blends together now. I know it does, isn't it? It really does. By the way, did you hear that? Uh, we may have, if you're a Chelsea <laughs> fan, you may have a Canadian connection. One of the four final bids to purchase uh, Chelsea is Steve Paliuka, who owns the Celtics, and now has his co co manager or something is a uh, Larry Tannenbaum of MLS. And E, someone that Jimmy knows very, very well. Uh, he's obviously done a really good job. People will say, well, there's not many trophies in the Toronto sports scenes. He's done a great job. Um, Jimmy, you know Larry. Uh, does yeah. it surprise you? What, what are your thoughts on the potential Larry Tannenbaum-Chelsea connection? Look, for me, I think – I don't think you've made a nicer man than Larry Tannenbaum. I think he's – He's so genuine and honest. Um, you know, every, every game that we played at, at TFC, he was always in the dressing room, would come around, shake everybody's hand, give everybody a hug um, before and after games. Um, and he's he was such an honest man. And, and when you talk to anybody at MLSE, um, especially all the athletes, you know, whether it's hockey or basketball, I don't think anybody's got anything bad to say about Larry Tannenbaum. Because his heart's in the right place, you know he, he wants every team to succeed, um, and he'll put every resource in place for the for those teams to be successful. Um, so for for me to see him go after Chelsea, I think it's I think it's absolutely amazing, um, and I would love to see what he would do. And I'm sure if he did get it, um, it'd be interesting to see what he would do because does would he try to build it up like MLSE? Right and bring everything involved and build this big fortress. It seems um, he is. I think it'd says, be great to see Larry get yeah. involved well, with. Uh, has he with has he got the time to do that? He's not a young man. Yeah, but th- those guys at the top, Craig, you you know full well they they die like everybody else. It, but they they get other people to do it, <laughs> and he'll put the Does right it? people in place to make sure. Well, that you better it's put him in quickly because he's fucking. How many years he got left? <laughs> he do, you know, so think, listen, it's even like he's got their hands on put, pulling strings and everything. He's got people in there that are going to do the job for him. This was oh, going to be oh, a I nice know. little spot for Larry Tenenbaum. Hey, maybe we get some <laughs> corporate play. Craig, he's dead tomorrow. Yeah. Bets. Let's he's bet on this. He's 77. <laughs> The way, the way, you know, Craig, the way Craig, top you, owners you take care of their bodies nowadays, you know, you can be a top owner well into your 80s. He's amazing. What a man. So nice. I think the family's got some good genes, longevity in the Tannenbaum family. (laughs) 
some people, you know, when it comes to the prospective owners, people are like, yeah, but, you know, what morally, where do they stand on this? And what are their most recent tweets? Let's go back 10 years with their tweets. Forrest goes straight to, yeah, what's the life expectancy in his family? His familial medical history. Well, look at look at the Eugene Melnick, right? So he dies and he's left the, left the senators to his two daughters who are like in their early 20s. Do you think they have any interest? My God. Oh, you don't want any part of that. I wouldn't want any part of that. Jesus, let these girls freaking live their lives a little bit without being embroiled in professional sports ownership. My God, it's filthy and ruthless and awful. Yeah. yeah. Remember Southampton, no one was like that. If, you, remember you the daughter when, took it over. You know, when, you, when you're, whatever business you're, you're in, especially with, like with us with football, Craig, we've, we've worked with some absolute morons. Morons. So have we. So have and we. you guys have, a, a, have as well. Some absolute idiots, and you're just thinking, what? We've got doing? a couple on here. I don't know what we can decide you're on. You're doing it right now. <laughs> we are all and, morons. And one day I'm going to go off on one, and I'll, I'll let you know exactly the morons that... <laughs> That I've dealt with, yeah. But Larry's Larry's one guy where you actually got to hold your hand up and go, "This guy, this guy's amazing, man," and you want him to succeed and do well. So hopefully, and I would love to see it, and I hope he does get that Chelsea Chelsea uh, gig. Would be amazing. Part of the uh, the deal is that the the Abramovich, the sellers, are insisting that the new owners put a billion pounds into renovations of Stamford Bridge. It's a huge part of it, making that stadium um, a fully functioning modern stadium. Why doesn't Abramovich just dip into his billions that he took away from the Russian people and give it to him? He's he's not allowed to. He's lost that. I think he was going to, wasn't he? That was all part of it. Unless he uses an IOU. Exactly. He uses an IOU. You do wonder about that, right? I mean, this whole, if, if he thinks this will all blow over in the end. And he'll just come, you know, right in back. He's got to be mad at Putin, eh? He's got to be. Putin ruined his life. This guy was living large. All those oligarchs. Because of Putin. All those oligarchs are basically (laughs) able to do whatever they they could hang out in Monaco. They could hang out in New York City. They could hang out in Saudi Arabia with all the other beauties over there. You got to be careful who you hitch your wagon to. Really careful. Yep. Yeah. No, you're hmm. totally right. That being said, we'll hitch our wagon to anyone. Anyone with money? We're teasing gonna... everybody. It's coming. <laughs> uh, hey, Charmers, what are you doing? You're having yeah. Jimmy Brennan uh, introspectively look at his decision here to join us. <laughs> oh, no, he'll definitely regret it one day. <laughs> there's no doubt. No, there's, there's been times already, guys. Uh, I'm thinking, what the fuck am I doing right now with these guys? Yeah. First eight minutes of tonight's show, I think. Hey, yeah. best opening ever. I don't yeah. think I've had a bowl of cereal in 15 years. <laughs> Back to the cereal. Um, oh, no, hey, uh, AB, your, your little team didn't do too badly today, eh? At Anfield? Oh, I thought, I thought did really proud. Did themselves really proud. Well done. I never expected to see six goals in this <laughs> Is that patronizing way. enough? A little bit, but I'm used to it from you, mentor. <laughs> That's how you keep me in line, I guess. Out I of expected- all the teams, all the games that were great, that game was like, it was never in doubt, really. No, no. But Benfica made it interesting, and, oh, and they, they, they really fought. And Klopp mm-hmm. said too that you know there was Liverpool was guilty of taking their foot off the gas because it was it looked done and dusted. And to Benfica's credit, they really dug in. I've been saying for three years, Darwin Nunez is a special player, and I knew in this Champions League run, however far they went, that everyone else would see that. And Benfica turned down forty five million in January for him. Uh, mm-hmm. He might go for a hundred in the summer. 
And if it was a World Cup year, like a normal World Cup year in the summer, he would go for 120. So whoever gets him for Ooh. 80 or 100, it's a bargain. Where does he fall in the whole uh, the dominoes with strikers right now? Be this for summer. Uruguay? You got, you got, um, uh, you got, no, as far as you got Mbappe, he's moving at some point. Haaland's moving. Kane might move. Where does he fit in into that whole conversation? Oh, he's in that tier of guys like Luka Jovic a couple of years ago who mm-hmm. was, you know, the next tier, third or B or whatever, who still went for $60 million. Um, So I think that, you know, he's in the top five of, of coveted front men for sure. And I think he'll look at this opportunity, particularly with the World Cup coming up in in November as opposed to the summer, as to, you know, what situation will he be able to to play and fight for a spot to play for Uruguay at the World Cup because yeah. Luka Jovic is a great example. There's a guy that moving to Real Madrid has done nothing but hurt him. He was killing it at Frankfurt. And then Andre Silva went in and took his place and got his himself a bigger move to Red Bull Leipzig. And yeah. Jovic would be lucky to walk back into that situation. So Darwin's going to take his time. But look at Cavani and look at Suarez. I don't know if those two come six months from now will be top pedigree for for Uruguay, so mm-hmm. Nunes it's is a good age as well. Someone's going to have a gamble yeah. on him. Yeah, it's tough though, right, for a young player like that who who can be seduced by the, these huge clubs with great depth, and they have such confidence that they can fight for their place, and it doesn't always work out that way. You need good advice, and maybe that stepping stone team is the way to go for some of these guys who see it all the time. But Benfica but is everything. Is a stepping stone yeah, team for a lot of people, though, right? Ben, Benfica yeah. is a stepping stone team. So yeah. whether you're, he's now thinking about it depends what his own, own personal goals are. If it's to win the Champions League, he already got to the quarterfinals in his, you know, what was his kind of his first real crack with them. And I think it takes away the, you know, it's a bit of a consolation to get to the quarterfinals for any Portuguese side. That's impressive for Benfica, yeah. who will be, uh, you know, are, are not going to win the league in Portugal and they'll, they'll finish third. They'll have to get back in the Champions League through the qualifying stage. Mm. It, this is a real nice consolation. They they played really well. They can be proud mm-hmm. of that. I, I think I think if you if you're a player, and if you can get yourself to Sporting or Benfica, you've got a great chance. Of, and you're successful, and you you have a good couple of seasons there. You're going to get a big move. It's one of those clubs. Well, both of them the exact same are two clubs that if you're going there, eventually you're going to be moving on to a top 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 club. Mm-hmm. Ajax being an example too, right? Ajax is so another many, one. You get the Ajax, and the, you, you, you know get the Brazilians, right? Too the language yeah. barrier is not there; is easy for them to settle. There's yeah. another one who you saw. He, he had uh, some chances. Emerson, who's he's played for Brazil. Um, I think he started quite a bit in this quali- World Cup qualifying too. Emerson's really good. I'd be surprised mm-hmm. if they keep him. This happens every time, though. Every time Benfica get in the Champions League, and if they they're able to get out, they lose nine of eleven starters. Yeah, but they rebuild. It's, always, it's amazing. And they get the managers too. It's not just the, the players, right? Benfica get these great young managers. They're going to get the, uh, the PSV guy next year. Is that who it is? So that's been announced now. for next year? Yeah, it's just been the guy that is Benfica announced is a caretaker, right? Yeah, Nelson Verissimo. Yeah, yeah. So he's, he's not going to stick around next year. And I believe they've got an agreement in place with PSV's. Uh, manager but you, you talk about the champions league and it is interesting the allure of that but it's changing in 24 25 it's, it's yet to be ratified this but there are big changes coming to the champions league uh, 36 teams in in the champions league as of 24 25 um and the way it's being presented is that 
outside of the big four in the big leagues, teams can still qualify due to their coefficient in the Champions League. So essentially, if you're a great big club like Chelsea, you've got a great history there, you can still qualify. This is just basically appeasing those Super League teams, isn't it? It's very crass. I don't like is it appeasing them? Is it appeasing them, Sharms? Or is it forcing them to never try this again? Because it will then, it blocks them out from doing it. I think they'll still try to do it again. It's, I, don't, yeah. I don't think it, I don't think it's dead. Well, they weren't penalized. Remember, Deke? Deke, Deke nothing. Deke, nothing was. Nothing will happen. And he was right. Nothing was going to. Nothing happen. happened. Absolutely no. nothing happened. How disgraceful that was. Yeah, it but, really was. But they do bend over for them, and they get bend over like they do and take it because it's just even even the, the format now third place in Champions League drop down in the Europa League. It's like oh, here. here have another gift. Yeah. All about but the, the money difference boys. is what sells and the big clubs sell. Yeah. That's I why mean, we're talking about them. And, the, and look yeah. at the, the quality of football. When you get to the quarterfinals of the, the Champions League, the quality of these teams, it's just unbelievable. Unbelievable. But in is the it, Premier League, it's a pipeline of money. And some of these ownership groups now have, literally have a pipeline that's made them their money, right? But Juventus... <laughs> Barcelona, Real Madrid, they don't. And they've had to misspend and overspend and gamble just to be able to compete. So I know, you know, as soon as Florentino Perez said it, and you could see that they were the last ones hanging on to this, you know, dying branch, that they'll, it's, we're, we're still pushing forward. This is still the way to go because they, they need that just to be sustainable. But they haven't been operating sustainable for the longest time. You, you do wonder, though, if this era is just the current era where England's number one, where Spain struggled, Italy struggled for a decade or so, whether in, in 50 years' time something's happened, it's changed again, right? Cycles, cycles, cycles. But the economic All great empires in the end die, don't they? Yeah. But the economics have no changed. No question so about it. Yeah. No and the question. Premier League. The Premier League, that structure from 92, like it was always building for England to be the most financially powerful. Mm-hmm. And look at the influx of foreign money that has accelerated that or made that yeah. even more possible. Yeah. That's that's not changing anytime soon, mm-hmm. by the way, guys. Because even the ownership groups that are coming in now, they're making sure that they are fi- financially stable for the next number of years. They're not here for two, three, four years. They're looking at it going, are you going to be here for the next 15, 20 years? Yeah, so so Tenenbaum's not looking at the next down. couple of years, right? He's looking at uh, well well beyond his years, shall we say, Craig, right? Yeah. He's looking beyond uh, <laughs> his grandkids. His sell-by date. <laughs> He's looking after his grandkids' grandkids. Yeah. The generational yeah. wealth will just keep seeping its way down until the third the, generation, uh, they usually blow it. I'm hoping that the current empire that is English-based soccer podcasts that are so successful, they will eventually die and burn, and then the Canadian podcasts will, will rise and take like over the phoenix. space. Yeah, like a phoenix. Mm. Yeah, well, no, We will would have die. had to die first. You will. And the yeah. reason being is if you look at where... <laughs> Just so you know, the mythology of the phoenix, oh, it, it dies. I don't want to die. <laughs> I'm too young to die. Don't want to die. Larry Tannenbaum. Um, All right, it's Thomas. footy picks. It's footy picks. It's footy picks. On footy prime. prime. FA edition. <laughs> there you go. All right. I miss so, the original song. I miss the Dickio song. Yeah, we could, we, we, well, we have it somewhere. Yeah, we'll play it again yeah. someday. 
This requires work. Who's mm. time for that? I think he. Um, marked it. All right. So FA Cup edition footy picks. Uh, all right. So you got City, Liverpool. Do you have the odds there, Wonger? I did. They're they're all over the place. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen. We saw I don't them know how to read weekend, them. So right? give me scores. I we th- saw them play was... last weekend. We saw no. their second two two of the season between these two is incredible. Uh, we saw quite a number of changes in their 11s, both teams today. From Seven what you club, saw, huh? yeah, um, they, they, they could well meet again in, in the Champions League final. Who knows? Craig, what are you thinking for this one? At Wembley, of um, course. 2-2. Two, two. <laughs> Desmond, <laughs> again. Thanks, Craig. <laughs> that was my pick last time. I got it right. Is that your, is that your pick? 2-2? Two, two? <laughs> there was no winner. How There'll can be no winner this year in, in the FA Cup. <laughs> Need a oh, winner. Man. You could say two-two when it pens. Mm. Well, someone's going to win. So who's going to win, Jimmy? Yeah, who's going to win? Liverpool. All right, yeah. on penalties. No. Two-two, three-two. <laughs> that's what I said last <laughs> time. It's three-two. It is. It is. Oh yeah, jeez, that's good. I think it goes to pens as well, but I think it'll be one-one. I think they're they're both a little. Not fatigued, but mm. they've, they. This is a, a real stretch the season. I mean, I think they're both. You don't can't fault them for kind of looking ahead a little bit as well. That City of, had to use their bench today, and it's a longer game, right? And emotionally draining kind of game. Could that cost them? Do you think? Pete? Well, De Bruno, he was he was struggling. He came off hurt, and Ankle, yeah. uh, Walker is fooked. He's done, right? So My point: two, two very important players. My point being that of the three competitions that really matter, this is the least. So who can afford to prioritize this less? You know, the, Liverpool the are going doesn't... for four, though, aren't they? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They're playing United on Tuesday, which looks sounds sounds really ominous and scary, but really it's really easy. So they can rest yeah. players for that one. Yeah, that's a guaranteed three points. So, uh, so we got two. Okay, we got three two for Liverpool for Jimmy. Uh, B had one one penalties. Who's taking it? Uh, City. City. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Craig, what do you have? I got two one Liverpool scoring in the last ten minutes. Nice. Specific. All right. I'm going to go for. Uh, we know who you're going for. Yeah, I'm going for Liverpool six nothing. <laughs> six nothing. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, you want the odds? Results. The ninety-minute odds here. Please, they are the f- slight favorites. They're getting forty cents, so it's plus one forty for Man City, plus one ninety for Liverpool. This is in regulation time. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus two thirty for the draw. Okay, how much would you put on that? Is that your, your usual twenty-two cents? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, you put in fifty. I think it was fifty bucks at the start of the Premier League season, and you're down like. 59 yeah. cents. I was and cashing you, out during games because they're offering me like 74 cents. And we were, yeah, <laughs> we were like, take it, take it, take it. <laughs> yeah. But gambling's um, not going to be a problem in this country now that no, it's legal no. and shoved down everyone. Well, I mean, this is, we're talking about 50 bucks for all year. And we're like, <laughs> we're like 75 cents. Hey, okay, yeah. so Palace, Palace uh, Chelsea in the other semi there. B, you got the odds there for that? I can tell I'm you. sure you do. Give me your scores first. And because you. if you asked me prior to this week, I would have mm. said, you know, Palace might be uh, some good value there, mm-hmm. given how they're playing. But then Chelsea put in that performance against Real Madrid. They, they lose, though, which could be a drain, but uh, they look fantastic. Oh, that'll be a kick in the nuts. Yeah, not, not as much uh, value with Palace as you might have expected. If you think they're going to go through, they're only plus 275. 
So Chelsea are very much favored, minus 400 to uh, to go if through. They, if they play anywhere near where they've done in the last two games, they'll win 3-0. So I'm going to say 3-0. 3-0 for Chelsea. Chelsea. Yeah. yeah. I would uh, I would take them in regulation as well. Minus 175. I think that that's worth it. Yeah. So Chelsea uh, and the over. Jimmy? Oh, okay. Jimmy? 2-1 Palace. Mm. I'm thinking Palace here as well. They two weeks, two weeks ago, all. I would have said that. I would have said that. I, I, I like the way they're playing. I do like the way no, Vieira has done a great job. Chelsea, look, they, they, they're playing brilliant, but I'm just thinking there's a lot going on. That that game took a lot out of them. And I just yeah. fancy Palace for this next game. Palace can just concentrate on this. Well, that's all Palace has got. Yeah, presumably. Oh, God, Jimmy. I presume though Gallagher can't play, right? He's cup because he, he's his parent club. I right? think you're right. For, yeah. FA Cup, if he's an awful, stupid, bloody rule, uh, and that does affect them. Huge. I'm still going Palace too. I'm going Palace. Uh, two one. Is Conor Gallagher in the England squad? The World Cup. Uh, uh, I like, I like very good. That. Good chance of it. I think. Yeah, I'd like to see Palace win it actually, but. You can't go back now, but I'm not. Wonger. I'm not Jimmy. I'm not going. Wonger, what are your picks for these two games, Wonger? Uh I like uh, that team that's in blue uh, for the first game. Okay, that would be City. All right, and they're going to win uh, two zip. And unfortunately, I, I, I cheer for you most of the time, Sharon, but I don't think they've got it this weekend. And then uh, I'm going to go Crystal Palace because I like the odds. Um, so I'd say one. I think it's going to be one nothing. They're just going to play defensive. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, if Chelsea do play Timo Werner again for the third straight game, then there's every chance they won't score. But I need to, I need to ask just before we go. I need to ask a, one of those Wonger questions. So, <laughs> Liverpool in Man City are playing in the FA Cup. They could be playing in. Uh, they have a chance of winning the Champions League, and they're both playing in the league. That they're the only two te- teams who can win. As a fan, so Sharms, as a fan, which is the most important win? For is Liverpool league? or for is City? For Different for each for, team. For you, the well, fan. For you, for the you fan. as the fan. Oh. Well, if you get to choose one to win, yeah, okay. right. is it the league? It's not the FA Cup. So is it the league or is it's it the Carabao Cup? <laughs> it's, no, you know, it's, you're right. It's, it's different for both teams. I think. Yeah, it is, is that different for both teams too? Is, for me, yeah, it's yeah. for me, it's the league. It's it's the Premier League. It always has league. been. The league to yeah. me is what I grew up watching. European Cup was amazing. Don't get me wrong, but it's about the league. And for Liverpool, they've got one Premier League crown since its inception. That was amazing. They've also got a Champions League crown. They need to start putting their mark on that trophy a bit more. City's won it numerous times. Now they haven't yet won Europe. They have to win that to really kind of justify and validate the spending. So for them, it's bigger. Mm. Then that's how it works. Thousand percent. I agree. And does I it agree. matter then what league you're playing in in Europe? So if you are Villarreal or one of these other, you know, uh, one of these Atletico, one of these teams that are going to be at the top of their table no matter what, is the league then more important or is the Champions League? Like is your, you know, your professional league more important, Serie A? whatever, uh, or La Liga or the French League, is it that more important or is it winning CL because of the honor and the... the It all depends. It all depends because it took Real Madrid a a long time to get 10, right? Mm -hmm. So there was this 
just this drive to get you got Champions League. We got to win it. You got to win it. So the league was kind of put on because they're winning that a fair amount of times anyway. Mm-hmm. So that became more important. And that's where City are sitting now. And Pep even said it. I'll be seen as a failure. I don't think this is true, but he said it. I'll be seen as a failure if I don't win the Champions League with Man City. Wong, Real Madrid went 15 years between winning the Champions League. I think it was 14 or 15. And they were Mm -hmm. obsessed with La Decima, the the 10th European Cup. And then they won four in five years. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think think a lot of the top European teams, it's different over there in that outside England, the Champions League is so big, has such credibility. That being said, if you're a VRER, for example, I do wonder what would their fans rather have, right? You can win a cup. You can, you can, you know, with a bit of luck. But to win a league, a 38-game season for a team like VRER would be like Leicester winning it, wouldn't it? Mm. Maybe it, Come yeah, on, the Champions Leicester League. Freaking hell. Leicester like, now. You got to beat Juve and Bayern Munich and Liverpool. Honestly. But, I don't know. I'm, I'm not saying And then nothing. somebody else to win it? <laughs> Well, when Wanger first started this, I wondered how he was going to finish his point because if you're if you're a team like you know for, from in a if you're a team contending for the domestic title all the time, then maybe a you know a European run is not that foreign for you. But if you look at all the times that Porto and Benfica go through to the quarters or farther in the Champions League, a lot of times they're not winning the league. Like they've put all their eggs in that basket quite early on. They've really prioritized that, and you mm-hmm. even saw. TFC do that with the CONCACAF Champions League. That's a very kind of common thing. And you look at Villarreal right now, because I, I knew they weren't in the top five. They're seventh. Yeah. They're seventh right now. So to get back in the Champions League, they got to win it. See, yeah. if, if you're in Chelsea, yeah. if you're Chelsea right now, right, you've got Palace, who's just solely focus, focusing on this game, yep. right? And then you've got, well, my head was gone. I was talking about Vill- Villarreal when you were saying that. My head went there. It, I think that's that's a team that Liverpool doesn't want to play right now, Villarreal. Mm. And I know we we're talking about Chelsea, but I'm just thinking. About that. <laughs> that was, that was, that was a really good segue. Bayern, and all of a sudden now, if I'm Liverpool, I'm going, I don't want to play these guys. But they'd rather that than, than Real Madrid, don't you think? Why? I think they match up better with Real Madrid. Bayern Munich, you mean? Do with, with Vill- Villarreal. Well, well, no, because, I mean, if they were on the other side of the, the draw. Yeah, if they're playing. No, he's the saying they finals. match up like oh. for like better against like for like. play their game. It's, it's difficult to play a team that you can't figure out as easily, perhaps, or you know, a team that you're not as prepared to play that style, right? But but like Craig alluded to there, there's not a player in that Liverpool team right now who aren't a little bit grateful that it's not Bayern Munich. Sure, sure, fucking right. I mean, then, for sure. What's it now? I still can't believe it's not Bayern, though. Hmm? I still can't believe it's not Bayern. Hmm. It's because they didn't start Fonzie. um, What was that about? Well, I think he's still playing back into fitness. Like, Mm -hmm. in the the bits we've seen him, I feel as though he almost kind of just looks like a normal player and not a super special player. You know what I mean? I know that's not. Do you, that's are you saying that it's a danger that we have overrated him? No, I'm not saying that at all. But think about the goal, for example. Last season, with that space and the positioning, if if you paused it and said, "Lay down money," does he get there? or Does he not get there? All of us would bet that he got there, and he he probably would have. But 
in this match, there was quite a few times where, and he got beat in the first leg, I think, was as well, wasn't it, on the side? In the first half, a little bit. Yeah, he came into his own in the second half, I thought. But, yeah, you know. it just you know, yeah. just seems Maybe he's like someone's ready. Time. He's just he's not quite yeah. ready. Yeah, I, I think that's it. I well, that has to be it because that's. I mean, he didn't because he didn't start. Although I was, I was kind of surprised with that. And then well, you know, I maybe think, he's then I think plenty. does a coach go to him? You know about the Maguire thing? You know, mm. <laughs> come on, come on, kid! Like, what the fuck are you doing? Making yeah. comments about that? Well, I can't so, believe everyone everyone here is writing off Fonzie. He's done. He's he kicked. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> No, he's just no, no. I think just not ready. I think you, you got to, guys. I think we we've got to remember as well. He he leaves Vancouver, goes to Bayern, and look what he fucking won. <laughs> look what he won. In we know that. Short, Why didn't he play though? Okay, but listen. Know. In such a short period of time, now he's going to go through little spells. He's he's a young man. He's a young professional footballer, and maybe he's just having a little little bit of a slump right now. He's coming he's up get out heart of, condition. Keep in mind, keep in mind, yeah, he's been sure. off for so long. He's been off yeah. for months. Yeah, yeah. So he's chasing this season. He's chasing. Absolutely, it. totally right. So we gotta we gotta think about that as well. I, I was I would think I was more commenting on my expectation, right? Because yeah. of how superhuman he looks, that you expect him to never be beat and to close yeah. down that space every time. And it was weird to watch and. Hope, oh, I hope, I hope he doesn't get burned. Oh, I hope he's yeah. not at fault. That was a foreign feeling for me yeah. as a Fonzie fan. Of course, but you got to remember the, the rest of the team. Their, their fitness levels are up here right now, and when you're having that much time off and now trying to catch these guys, mm-hmm. it's, it's almost impossible. I can't even imagine really what that's like, eh? Like you, it, Jimmy, if you had bad lower body injuries, you'd spend a lot of time in the gym on the upper body, yeah. right? Yeah. What do you do when it's a hard condition? Nothing. Oh, not much. I mean, you got to listen to your doctor. Go on Twitch. I'll tell you a, a prime example. I, when I went to, I signed for Norwich. Um, three weeks into preseason, I tore my hip flexor. Mm. Oh, hip flexor was die. hanging off. Couldn't do anything. All I could do was yeah. swim, going uh, into the gym. Not much I could do. Right. The guys go through the preseason. Season starting. I come back maybe two months, three months into the season. And it was the hardest thing ever trying to catch up to the rest of the guys because then they're into that rhythm. Their bodies are getting used to the wear and tear and their, their fitness oh, levels yeah. are way more better than mine are. I'm playing mm-hmm. reserve team football, trying to catch up with these guys. I can't get there. It's hard. Yeah. It is difficult. Mm-hmm. And that's yep, why I can imagine season is so important for players. One of you're right. We, we see him almost as superhuman because he just does crazy stuff like run 80 yards and then 95th yeah, yeah. minute and Azteca. The right. bar's really high for him, right? Un- unfairly yeah. high, but he'll he'll get there again. One of these days, we'll 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 break down and talk about pod fitness and how how it takes a while to get back into the whole pod speed of the pod. Basically, you know, when you missed a few episodes, it happens. It's about reps, but we are out of time, boys. Sorry, B, you're jumping in there. I'm just going to admit, I think the first ten minutes reflect that since we missed the day. <laughs> we missed we missed interview this week, and we're really rusty. So we just talk about don't don't cut that out. By the way, people want to hear that stuff. Love anyway, the um, to remind everyone, let us know your your cereal choice. Let us know who's the most punchable out of all of us, uh, and don't forget to subscribe and, and follow and like and tell everyone that you know that this is the best podcast. Uh, whether you're a fan of food or a fan of sport, just give it a whirl. So thank you very much for your, for your loyalty, everyone. We're not going anywhere. Well, actually, one of us is, but we won't see who.
That's not true. It's not true. We're sticking around. <laughs> Me, All right. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy's, Jimmy's lacking some energy that. tonight. He's done with us. He's done. Yeah. He's getting right. fired. That's what I thought. <laughs> the old shepherd's hook. Get them the well, shepherd's hook. Craig, Craig, can you meet me in the office? I have something to talk to you about. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies, everyone. Bye-bye. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.